listening to a PK Olawale sermon. Prepare to be blessed. So today we are getting back to our study. And brethren, it is a beautiful, beautiful study. I must tell you, beautiful study. Um, I'm going to definitely get out of your way now and we'll go ahead and explore this together hallelujah let's take a let's run through what we have studied so far amen and uh, look through some of this and so tell lies of the devil you should you must live above not you should it's not a piece of advice it's something you must do Ten lies of the devil you should and you must live above so please, I'm going to engage you uh, briefly. Can someone tell me line number one we discussed? Line number one, quickly. And how how do you live above it as a believer? Line number one. And please, question also, question two. Who called the devil a liar? Very important. Type away for me, please, very quickly. Question number one. What is the uh, first lie? We, we dealt with and the question number two who called the devil a liar very quickly type 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 praise the lord hallelujah um i think i am getting a feedback from uh quickly just uh uh now some the names on instagram are very all right uh I Y I Y W S P S. Good morning to you too. Um, God boy, T Beck, four twenty two foods, K G Law, Adetano Davis, man of God. How are you doing? Shei, Oshawa. Oh hi, sister Shei. How are you doing? Long time. How is my brother? Hallelujah. Um, God in God in this. F-A-E, then Jubemi Omobua. Hello, Jubemi. How are you doing? I love your name, Omobua. Uh, sounds like a name from my side of Nigeria. Okay, here comes answers. I got the first answer from our sister. Um, um, Stoyinye says, uh, okay, okay, yes. Tabisi says that not everything I reading the bible is true that's number one that the bible that god is hiding something from man that's the first lie um surely apostle shola says that uh um one minute please i'm just trying to set my so it doesn't fall off there you go voila Mm -hmm. okay so um she says god's word cannot be trusted so that says that the word of God is not complete or is not fully true or that God is hiding something from man. We overcome this lie by personal engagement, group engagement. It is here. Jesus called the devil the father of lies. I trust you. Sister Helen says the Bible is incomplete, cannot be fully trusted. God bless Sister Helen. Sister uh, MC says, uh, BC says, Jesus called the devil a liar and the father of lies. Don't forget. It is not P.K. that called him a liar. It is not any man. It is Jesus, God that came in flesh. Jesus himself 
he is the creator of the devil. <laughs> Don't forget, the Bible says, talking about Jesus, all things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. He says the guy is a devil, is a, the devil is a liar and a father of lies. Hallelujah. Praise be to Jesus. Amen. I'm not hearing from you, you guys in YouTube. You type away from me. Hallelujah. Let's let's do this together. Okay, then let's 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 quickly go through what we've been through or let's just review what we have studied so far. KG KG Law, God bless you. Um, says Bible is not complete. Very correct. Um, line number one, there are some gaps in what God has said. The Bible is incomplete. Some scripts are missing omissions. And please, 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 brother, I am telling you this is the core of the matter. This is the same strategy used in the Garden of Eden. He's still working on a lot of believers today. And some of some have even been perpetrated, perpetrated to us by theologians that says, well, you know, there are some gaps here. So the Bible is not really totally everything. Brethren, no. Once you believe that your Bible is not complete, your own Jesus is not complete. It's as simple as that. Hallelujah. He is the word of God. Then he says God isn't who he says he is. God doesn't mean everything he says. God is hiding the truth from you. There are some truths about you. He hides from you. He says that uh, um, says the truth. God says the truth, but he, he says what he says isn't complete. Yeah, the devil also says that uh, uh, God cannot possibly uh, do all he says because of his love. So, in other words, God says, I will judge you. He says, God cannot judge like that because God is a God. He's a God of love. Stops like that. And brethren, this guy keeps deceiving men and he will not prosper anymore over you in particular in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So, we went further and we discussed um, and we said, well, there are only two possibilities. I said every life, um, every behavior sits on the bedrock of a belief system. Every life is guided by the value, some values. And I said, according to scripture, you can only, there are two foundations only that are possible to build your life on. Everybody builds their life on something. And there are only two foundations you can build a life. Please don't forget, all lives are built on something. It is not possible for you to build your life on nothing. It is not possible. All lives are built on something. And so the Bible says that um, Jesus said there are only two possibilities, rock and sand. All right. And they are all both subjected to the same conditions. Rock and sand, both subjected to the same conditions. Please, in the name of Jesus Christ, it is not, brethren, this God is not going to drop. It doesn't drop. He lives inside of us. Okay. And he lives inside of us to express himself. The extent to which we allow him to express himself is the extent to which he can express himself. And the only way we can allow him, um, give him all the leeway he needs to express himself or the entirety of, of allowance, as it were, to express himself is, brethren, we obeying his word. His word is key. Brethren, obedience means to bow to God than fasting, prayer. Don't forget, obedience is better than sacrifice. So, First Timothy, First Samuel, chapter fifteen, twenty-two, B, and the fattening of rams, and and to hacking than the fattening of rams. Hallelujah. So two foundations we said, and we said that these two foundations. Now we know that of the solid foundation, which is built on the word of God. The word of God is seen as a rock. That is a rock foundation. But this foundation called sand 
um, 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 usually is expressed in three forms. It could be one of it or the three. Number one is culture, where we allow the culture of our play, where we live, the culture of our time, the norms and traditions to, 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 to dictate our lives. All right? It is the Bible. Our, the only, the, our life is built on scripture. It's not built on culture. So cultures will come and change. In fact, cultures change. I remember when I was young, TV starts at 4 p.m., closes at 9, after the 9 o'clock news. That is TV for you. So you only have five hours of TV per day. That's the max. And guess what? You have to go to bed early anyway. Once cartoon starts four, if a cartoon ends by five, then they start uh, other things by six. That's so you could just one hour cartoon. But things are different. And so we're always outdoors. The culture has changed. A lot of things have, have moved on. But brethren, the word of God stands sure. It is the same yesterday, today, forever. So we cannot build our life based on culture. And I did say something about some of us that come, you know, we are from this culture. As I'm, I'm an African man, my wife must be subservient. That's not scripture. Brethren, you're a child of God. Your life is built on scripture, not on culture. All right? Or, oh, I'm, a, I'm an enlightened woman. I'm in America, and uh, because of that, being submissive to my husband is not part of it. Your life is not culture. My wife was saying something. She was sharing something with me two, yesterday or two days ago. I can't remember. And she was saying that she was teaching some women. And she told them, I said, marriage is not just between you and your husband. Marriage is you, God, your husband. Okay? Marriage is you, God, your husband. God must come before the spouse. Do you understand what I mean? You know, so God is the reason why you do what you do in that marriage, God is the reason why you you uh, you you live the way you live in that relationship. Once God is not there as Christians, we are going to have issues. So you need to ask yourself questions. Your marriage is your marriage between yourself and your spouse, or your marriage is between you, God, and your spouse. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you now know that you live. There's you know there's this thing we used to see those days. I think it's a plaque or some picture they put on the wall somewhere. It says, Christ is the unseen guest in this house. It is head of this house. The unseen guest of every man. How can God, Jesus, be a guest in your house? He's not the guest. You are the one that is the guest. He owns everything. He owns your life. The very life you live, he owns it. So how can he, how can he be the guest? So we know that Jesus, our life is subject to Jesus. And the scriptures only, not culture. They're not traditions. You know, traditions, the Bible says traditions, people that hold on to traditions of this, you know, um, um, Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees. He says, you hold your traditions because they were saying, how, why should we be healing somebody on the Sabbath day? He said, you are not concerned, all about, it's just about tradition. Tradition is the strength of religion, okay, just for us to just keep feeling good, uh, feeling that we're serving God, giving, have given ourselves a sense of approach to God. Meanwhile, God is not there at all. Then finally, the one that I said plagues us mostly these are days is what you call feelings, where we just live our life based on how I feel. Okay, brother, we cannot live based on how I feel. Um, um, and I think I said a few things and someone said, oh, pastor, you hit on sisters today. I'm not pleased. I, I didn't do that intentionally, but the truth is this, with the, the, the female gender uh, is just more susceptible to that by virtue of how they're wired. Okay, feelings, we can't live by feelings, brethren. Oh, I don't feel uh, this, I don't feel that. And you know, where there are no standards, where there's nothing to benchmark against, you just live anyhow. Everybody, we read the book of Judges 21, 25, it says in those days, 
there was no king in Israel. Everybody just did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. And that's why there was the, the Jews kept being slaves and being kept, being held in captivity. Even in their own land. The Bible says and the Philistines came and they 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 they, 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 they conquered them in battle and they made them slaves. And at that time, so we had Gideon, you had Samson, you had Hehud, you had all sorts, you had Deborah, those are the times when people were just doing all sorts because they there was no king in Israel. Hallelujah. When there's no king, there's no standard in your life. You live for everything. Hallelujah. Let's run quickly. I'm just trying to, I, I think one or two people just joined us today, so it might be, be good. And also for those of us that have been around, it's just to refresh our mind. And I said, what are you to do? How do you stand against this life? Number one, please take a stand. You must, you must accept something as the authority for your life. If it is not culture, if it is not tradition, if it is not your feelings, and brethren, a lot of us, our feelings is just the standard for our life. The way you believe, you behave, or you, the things you do, or how your disposition to life, your confession, is based on how you feel. Okay, your confession. Things are not going well today. You say, what kind of life is this? Blah, 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 blah. We just say things that we shouldn't be saying. We, we confess negatively. We speak contrary to scripture. No, brethren. There must, we must accept the scripture as the authority for our life. We can't allow culture be the authority for our life. We can't allow tradition be the authority for our life. We can't allow any other thing be the authority for our life. The scripture must be the authority. And you have to accept it. And in, in doing that, you must accept the fact that it is complete. It is total. It is true. It is absolute. The way it is, is how God wants his book. Hallelujah. Number two, only two things is needed here to take a stand. Take um, um, authority for your life. The number two, application. Begin to apply. Then you can apply through personal engagement. You studying the word yourself. Group engagement. Like you coming to explore the word. Um, is coming to a group engagement where we study scripture. And I can't teach you everything. I did say something that day. I said if all you know um, from your Bible is what I teach you or what your pastor teach you or what you hear from men of God only, I said your life is in danger because you've not heard from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You've not heard from the Holy Spirit. Every man will always speak from the standpoint of his own calling. All right. And they don't mind, not, no one man has all callings. You cannot be called to everything and do everything. You cannot be anointed to, 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 to be an expert in everything. Oh no, it's only the Holy Spirit, God rather, Jesus, that was had the anointing without measure. The Bible says, and he had the anointing without measure. Okay, the Holy Spirit needs to teach you some things, peculiar to your own calling, peculiar to your own assignment, peculiar to your own destiny, and peculiar to your own purpose. All right, that's why you must engage with the author. The author is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We're just doing a quick review here. Then we went to line number two. Line number two, the devil keeps telling us that you are more important to yourself than God is to you. Now, it doesn't say that to us directly anymore. He just tells us, look, uh, the Bible says, uh, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. It means more than yourself. So, so you are, it is just about you, 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 you. I, me, um, um, just you. This, you are the center of your existence. Okay, as far as your life goes, you are the core of the entity. And see, what the devil does with this is this. He doesn't try to uh, solicit worship for himself. What he does is, is allow you to um, find another God outside of the Almighty God. And so long as you're not worshipping God, is okay with him. Because at the end of the day, he knows that there are only two foundations. If you're not worshipping God, you're worshipping him directly or indirectly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that's a major lie. 
you are then i said this this is a lie with this is what he keeps telling us he says you can be whatever you want to be that is a slam we hear these days and we were asking i asked you last week i said brethren why 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 is this a lie why why can't this be true why can't this hold so in your life and a lot of people gave me great answers because uh, number one i did not write my purpose i have a purpose for my life and my my, my purpose let me tell you what purpose does purpose gives you possibility gives you a reason to live and it gives you um a fulfillment for existence and also purpose tells you it makes provisions available to you and it also tells you some things you can never have some places you can never go some things that are not acceptable for you so while it gives you a lot of possibilities purpose also is the same word that god uses for limitations and restrictions god says there are some things you can't do in other words if you are going to be a Samson, for Samson, for example, he says, if we are going to give birth to a Samson, the mother must not eat, drink, uh, strong drink, even the guy himself, he must not touch anything dead, he must not think. If you are going to walk with God, you are going to do some things God wants you to do. There are some things you can't do. There are some places you can't go. There are, there are some things you can't have. Not because God doesn't want you to have them, but it does not fall, it does not fall in line with your purpose. All right, so there are some says good. The devil tells you that you can do whatever you want to do. No, I cannot do whatever I want to do. Why? My life is not mine. I'm going to give account of the way I live. I'm going to give account of the things I do. I'm going to give account of the way I manage God's resources. Everything in your hand belongs to Him. The wife, your kids, your husband, your spouse, the children, your abilities. We are all going to give account, ladies and brethren. And we are we cannot just do whatever we want to do. But a lot of times, oh, I wish that I would just beat up some people, but I cannot. Alright. So it's not about what you feel like doing. That's why I said it's not about feelings. Because a lot of times, oh, I just feel like giving somebody a piece of my mind now. Sometimes a lot of times I do, but I must cop cop myself because I can't just do what I want to do. And I'm they, they just this standard sometimes i do but most times now i tell myself oh pk you can't go that route the bible doesn't um allow you do this hallelujah praise the lord those days i don't mind confronting anybody but with the, since i saw in scripture it says the minister of god is not given to strife when i mean strife fight like confrontation so i'm very i'm very systematic about it now even though i still confront i feel let's talk about this and let's get it out of the way and um, um, let's go and tell the truth to someone to their face, as it were. But now I think I'm learning diplomacy a bit from my wife on how to say it in a way that won't hurt the other person. Before, I didn't care how I said it. It was just the truth. That's the truth. And those are the things we need to adjust and we need to begin to change in our lives. That you don't have limitations. Brethren, we all have limitations because of our purpose. You shouldn't subject yourself to any form of regulation. Regulations are limitations. And that's why some people... I. I, I hear some, some interesting things these days. Oh, like, oh, um, uh, yeah, mentors are tormentors. Fathers are uh, uh, panthers or something. I can't remember what. Or, you know, but please, you can't run this race alone. Let God, don't pick your father. Let God, let God pick for you. You don't birth yourself. You don't choose your father and say, oh, you're the one that birthed me. No, 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 no. God will work it out for you. All you just need to do is to want to be better, to want to change, to want to live a different life, and to want to be different from 
or who you are you want a new person a better you to come forth okay and that whenever people criticize you is because they envy you that's that's the greatest lie especially for those young folks in ministry you just feel like every criticism somebody's trying to kill and destroy your anointing or hinder your way no that is not true you must come under some form of accountability where someone can take up take you up because you are susceptible to error i i thank god for for the mercy god showed me early if i'm sure if i didn't have those people in my life i would have made a lot of errors i, I made some errors significant ones but brethren will have been worse it would have been bad like like bad very bad all right but some people are there to always tell me now this you don't do that you don't do when you do this go back anytime your closet repent ban you from preaching for a while probably because you didn't show up or you are lacking integrity or whatever it is all right and that is necessary for our lives hallelujah praise the lord amen now for we to to deal with that kind of that, that lie i taught you about the purpose um, why do you we must be able to answer the question as to why you exist purpose is the reason you exist god's pleasure you raising for you, you exist to have dominion on it. and these are the reasons why you cannot do what was in the former slide you cannot do what you want you can't uh you can't live the way you want uh, you you have limitations and things like that function in the body and uh, you must you, uh, there are three keys to your existence to know god to enjoy god and be available for God to use. Today we are going to lie number three. Lie number three. Lie number three, the devil says, I am sovereign and I can decide whatever, what I want to do, when I want to do it. No one can stop me. I am responsible to myself and not subject to anyone. Brethren, this is a lot of believers still believe that Satan can do what he wants. And see, I told you, if for God to walk with you, he needs your permission. For Satan to walk with you or torment you or afflict you, he needs your permission to a significant extent. In fact, to an absolute extent, he needs your permission. And brother, a lot of us, by virtue of these lies, you know what those lies do? They actually open you up and gives him access to the areas of your life and your life that he's already banned or you don't have access to. Alright, the moment we accept his lie and the moment we we'll believe his lie, now we become subject to um, his lies and they become truth as it were in our life. Okay, Satan cannot do what he wants. Are you listening to me? We're going to go to Bible. Satan, especially as he gets a child of God, Satan cannot do what he wants. It's left to, if, if, it's, if God has left us, to, and if probably Satan has the ability to just do anything he wants. Now, let me tell you two limitations he has. I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about Christians, please. Born again Christians. This is so for you and I. Born again, spirit filled with those who have experienced the new birth. Satan cannot decide. He has two limitations. Number one limitation is God's word, number two limitation is your will. Hallelujah. The first one, there's nothing you can do about it. And the first one cannot f work without you accepting it and holding on to it as truth. So if it can get you to believe like, do you now see why like number one is the most important? If it can get you to believe like number one, that makes your will susceptible because so your will will be holding on to a truth that is not complete or a truth that has been adulterated. Remember the beaker in the first slide that... Uh, that is a kind of our poster for this for this series. 
um, is a mixture. Something is being mixed or diluting something. And that's what the devil does. He dilutes it. He doesn't remove it. He just dilutes it. All right? To water it down, make it of no effect. That's what he tries to do. The moment he can convince you your Bible is not complete, something is wrong there, or it is not complete, or the word is of God is not true, or this is not the word of God, or there's human imperfection in writing of the scripture, or in collating of the scripture, or you need some external books outside of it to make it complete, then you're already a goner. Because what he now does is this, the defense of one is broken, then number two, you have not, there's nothing for you to stand on. Because your will can only block him out because of of your identity in Christ Jesus, which you know by virtue of what is written in Scripture. Once that is compromised, you are gone already. All right. So, brethren, it is important for you to know. Please take note. We are going to op open your Bible to Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 and 15. I said there are two reasons why the devil cannot is do what he wants to do. And, and I've told you the reason. Number one, because the word of God, which is God Himself confines it and God confines it subject to your own appreciation and understanding of the word of God. So for you to be able to rule and live and smile at the devil when he tells you, oh, I can decide to do what I want to do. You smile at him and I say, you cannot, you cannot. And I'll show you from scripture, brethren, he cannot, he cannot, he cannot just wake up and say, I will kill you today. If he can do that, all of us will have died. He cannot, brethren, he cannot. Have you listening? We are going to see from scripture. He cannot do it. Let's open our Bible before I start getting excited here. I love my Bible. I don't know about you. This, I might just come alive when I discuss scripture. Isaiah chapter number 14. I'm so grateful to God that God put the love for his word in my heart at a very young age. I'm always so grateful. Brother, the word of God is life. Is life. You just keep studying, keep meditating. And you, you would... Anytime you need it, it comes up. It jumps up to the fore. The one you need for that time, just it comes. You know, they are piled up, piled up in your spirit. The one you need always, it shows up without you pulling anything. It's not that. that that's your, it's life. It's, it's so much life, brethren. When you hear things, the word, the word, the scripture concerning that thing just comes to the fore. You don't force it. It, it comes to the fore. It's like, it's like uh, how do you say it now? It's like um, your Google. Once you mention the word or whatever, it just shows up everything about it and things like that. Bring some things to the fore. Hallelujah. Um, Satan is saying here, this is like number three. Satan. So a lot of people believe that ah, Satan can do what he wants to do. He cannot. Saints, Satan cannot do what he wants to do. He cannot say purposive. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter number 14, we read from verse number 12 to verse 15. Number one, the Bible says, How are you falling? Verse 12, how are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer? That's his name as an as an angel before he fell, son of the morning. How are you cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to Sheol, which is to hell, to the lowest depth of the pit. Now look at everything he wanted to do. He says, I will ascend to heaven. He says, I will, be, I, will be, I will exalt my throne. It's everything he wanted to do, he couldn't do. Brother, this guy is not so brave. It is a lie. Satan cannot do what he wants to do. 
Ah, I say, ah, um, someone says, ah, you know, there, there, there's some things I hear I get so annoyed. Like, ah, Nirija is show, like, let me interpret that. Ah, may the Lord, we will not see the, the anger of Satan. No. You, what are you saying? What are you saying? May God open your eyes for you to really see who this guy is. After the after resurrection of Jesus, his state is not anything to write home about. Are you listening to me? His state is not anything to write home about. He's saying he can decide, oh, I can decide to destroy this city. He cannot. <laughs> he cannot. He needs two things. He needs number one. Most importantly, he needs your own permission. He needs your will. That's why we always sell you a lie, first of all. Once you buy the lie, you are giving him access. Lies are always is knock on your door. Is lies. These lies are always is knock on your door. The moment you open, pow, he enters. And that's why the Bible says, Paul was saying, brethren, rather the book of James, he says, brethren, do not give room to the devil. Don't give him space. Don't give him space at all. These lies are knocking. Just knocks on our heart and says, ah, I can do, I can, I can kill. I cannot do it. He cannot. Brethren, he cannot. Let's see further in scripture what I'm saying and what I'm talking about. But let's first of all see, brethren, what he's saying. And you know, I try to kind of put that same lie in different forms. Okay, so this is the devil saying he's independent of God. That's what it means, that he's sovereign, he's independent of God. In other words, he can do what he wants to do without recourse to God. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> he's not independent of God. Guess what? Who created him? God is not, you cannot be independent of your creator. If Jesus, God wants him destroyed, extinct today, huh? please, I, let, let me share this part of it. I won't go too deep into it. If God wants Satan extinct today, he does not need to leave his throne. Are you listening to me? So that tells you that God allowing him to be here simply means Satan is serving a purpose for God. Are you listening? Satan himself, his existence, is serving a purpose for God. Otherwise, see what will still happen in Genesis, sorry, Revelations 20, when an angel will go and take a, um, a chain and tie him and throw him into the bottom of the that is still going to happen. You see, why it has not happened now is because there is serving a purpose. Do you, do you understand? This guy is a tool. <laughs> He's a tool in God's hand. He, he's serving a purpose. And the moment the, the time is done, that's why the Bible says he's angry now because his time is short. He knows his time is short. He doesn't know the time. He doesn't know when that guy will bring the chain. That angel in Genesis, Revelation 20 verse 1 will pick the chain and come and arrest him. He doesn't know. He has no clue. But he just knows that hey, the time. Because brethren, the devil is, he knows but he doesn't understand. Huh? Let me, I've told you, told you that many times. The Bible says, if he knew, can you imagine Jesus many times will stand and tell people, oh, I will die on the third day, I will resurrect. On the third day, I will resurrect. He kept saying that many times. Satan didn't understand it. Because the Bible says, if he had understood it, he wouldn't have crucified the king of glory. Because it is the resurrection that will become the, that will break the entire backbone of darkness. The resurrection. And the resurrection cannot happen without the death. But he didn't understand. He was hearing it. Brother, he doesn't understand. What it means for him to be in darkness is first of all a state of unknowingness. He do he does not know. There are a lot of things. The ones he knows he doesn't understand. 
He doesn't understand your future. He doesn't understand. Brother, do you even understand the fact that some of the idiosyncrasies that you'll be throwing and all this foolishness and all the clogs you try to throw on your way? Do you know God has factored everything into your purpose? <laughs> That's what the Bible says. He has made the way of escape. Not he's making. He has made the way of escape that you might be able to obey it. Hallelujah. So he says he's independent of God. I'm going to show you that he's not. He says he's, he's, he's absolute in his workings with men. In other words, anything Satan decides to do with man, nobody can interfere. Let's please can you, let's begin to talk here. Let's I need you to type away right now before we begin to open other scriptures. I need you to type away. Now, can somebody give me or give me a scripture why Satan is not independent of God? Just, just, just to prove that he is not independent of God. Just give me one scripture. Just some. This is, I mean, we, 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 this is a study group. So everybody, get on that. Just give me one scripture that tells us or explains to us that Satan is not independent of God. Hallelujah. Then he says he's absolute in his workings with men. Can somebody, another person, give me a scripture? Okay, that says Satan is not absolute in his working with men. In other words, is everything he says or whatever he wants to do with man at any time, somebody can come and say no. And uh, please, I'm going to ask you a question there. When he says he's working is absolute with men, who can stop him? Okay, I'm talking of New Testament Christianity. Who can stop him? Who and who can stop him? Then number three, he says that he can help man faster and better than God can. Let's first of all, let me, let me have responses to number two before we start opening scripture. Let me have quick responses responses to number number one and number two. Uh, somebody give me a scripture that shows that, um, Hildi, how are you? It's been so long the time, Hildi. Um, somebody give me a scripture that says, he says he's independent of God. Okay? Now, somebody give me one scripture. That says, Satan, you are not independent of God. You are not independent of God. So you cannot decide what you want to do all the time, every time, without recourse to God. It is not possible. Say, pa, perceive. Somebody talk to me, please. Where is that scripture coming from? Anybody? On what platform? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm seeing here um, on, on, on Facebook. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type, 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 type. Let me read from somebody. Hallelujah. Are we reading together? Praise the Lord. Quickly, let me read from someone. Uh, someone give me a scripture. It says, Satan, this is a lie. It says, I am independent of God. We are saying that is a lie. Give me a scripture that proves that that's a lie. That Satan, you are not independent of God. You cannot be independent of God. Hallelujah. You give me somebody. Thank you so much. Revelations 4. 10 to 11. Let's open it. Sister BC is giving us on Facebook. Revelations 4, 10 to 11. Open your Bible. Open your Bible. Revelations 4, 10 to 11. I can cut it off my hand. But I think let's read it. We're going to look at all these reasons together. I need you to know. See, if you don't know the reason why, the devil will still sell this light to you that is independent of God. So people think that, ah, even though God wants to do this, so the devil can mess it up. The devil can stop God. Things like that, brethren. How can you imagine that Satan can stop God? But if he can, it's you, he can stop you. But God, brethren, that's an insult to, to God. Even he needs your permission to stop you. Do you understand? He can't stop you. He needs your own permission to be able to stop you. He needs your cooperation. 
He can't stop you by virtue of the fact that scripture says the God that you serve who lives in you cannot be stopped by this devil. So the devil needs you to ignore the instruction of the God who lives in you to whom he's subject and begin to obey or kind of parley with what he wants you to do before he can he can he can uh, effect his damage he says revelations 4 sister bc gives us revelations 4 10 uh, to 11. he says the 24 others the question is this give me scripture that says god the satan is not independent of God, hallelujah. She says, The 24 elders fell down before him who sat on the throne and worshiped him, who lives forever and forever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for you have created all, please underline all things. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm receiving scriptures. Please, um, come on, those of you in, uh, um, those of you in, I see. I, okay, thank you. Um, that your honey. God bless you. God has so highly exalted the name of Jesus. A Job, give us Job 1.10. So he's saying here, Sister Bisi says, because God created all things for his pleasure. And don't forget, who created the devil? God, Jesus. Bible says in John 1.3, all things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. John 1, 2. All things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. Hallelujah. Let's read Job 1, 10. A Job says, Job chapter 1, verse number 10. We are proving the point that Satan, you are not independent of God. You cannot just decide anything. Job 1, 10. I'm enjoying this study. Please write them down. Go and look at those scriptures all over again. Hallelujah. RCCG Peace has also given us Job 1.10. Everyone, open your Bible. Brethren, if the Bible, devil, devil, devil says, come and says, oh, I'm going to kill you. You are going to die. That uh, You are going to be frustrated. Or that job, you are going to lose it. That interview. You are, you are going to fail the exam again, just like you failed before. Brethren, just laugh and tell him, who is it that said that it comes to pass? When the Lord commanded not. Apart from that, what you are saying is a lie. Hallelujah. He says, oh, are you trying to some of you some of us are even so afraid of the devil to mention his name is a problem like you don't want to mention Satan's name that's see your our culture has put us in a place where darkness is more real to us than light in the name of Jesus Christ I break that power over you in Jesus mighty name light light will be more real to you than darkness hallelujah glory be to God Job 1 10 the Bible says the Bible says in Job 1 10 have you not made a hedge around it. Oh, I love this. Have you not made your head around him, uh, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. Hallelujah. Brethren, Satan was wondering. God said, have you seen my servant Job? He said, uh, your servant Job, who is Job? During all the while, he's been living. He didn't even know Job was existing. Why? Now said, ah, this why I've not seen this guy. There's a hedge around him. And also, you have blessed him. And brethren, he could not touch his blessings. He could not touch anything that Job had. God had to give him permission. Hallelujah. Brethren, God bless you. He's not absolute in the workings of men. He is not absolute in the workings of men. Let me say this to you. So they brought a man to me several years ago. I think I've shared it before with, with this study group. They brought a man to me in my office several years ago. This man, I mean, they used to bring a lot of people like that. My wife can tell you the stories better. They strange, very strange things. I think he went to do charm for money. He went to, he went 
to, to Satan to give him money. But you know, Satan gave him the money. He didn't tell him he was going to die young. So he suddenly started seeing a machete hanging in the air without a hand holding it. And the machete, he was the only one seeing a machete. That's uh, a machete. And the machete was kind of descending and gradually descending on him. Today, he couldn't sleep because he felt that if he closed his eyes, the thing would come on him. So he was withering and drying up. And he was afraid and jittery and he was talking to himself, almost losing his mind. So they brought him to my office. Then when I was still pastoring, the moment he entered my office, first time he, he was so excited because he said for the first time he did not see the machete hanging. That everywhere he went, the machete followed him, but he didn't see it. So he, did, he refused to leave my office that day. And I told him the gospel of Jesus, told him he needs to be saved. And I told him, my brother, all the money, I told him the consequence of his decision if he decided to give his heart to Jesus. All the money the devil gave you, you will lose it. You will be poor. But don't worry, I will, I will stand by you. If it is money to feed, I will send it to you. You cannot, you, your family will feed you. But you, you, everything you got from Satan, you will lose everything to zero. But to feed, we will stand by you as a church. I will pass, I give you my word. I will personally make sure, as the Lord helps me, that there will be food in your house to eat, even though you will not have anything and you will be poor. Do you know this guy, in spite of that, he said, Pastor, can we, can we bring the money to, I said, use Satan's money to serve God. God which God are you talking about? Do, do, you think God, God is that cheap? You use Satan's money to serve God. That's not acceptable. Do you know he decided to still go and <laughs> take his chance with some of the other man of God or something? He, didn't, he, he decided to go and take his chance with death because he didn't want to be poor. Listen, brethren. He cannot touch your possession. He can, or it, I told you there are two gates he has to pass through. Number one gate is the gate of the word of God. Number two gate, which is the more important of the two, is the gate of your will. The gate of your will is, if the gate of your will is not seated on the foundation of the gate of truth of the word of God, brethren, you, you will knock your door with the light. The moment you, you open, he enters. And everything you are threatened will happen. He will make it happen. All right? So, brethren, God, lovely scripture. Another person gave me um, John 1, 2 to 3. All things were made by him. God bless you, angel Ayo. Um, another person gave me James 2.19. Let's read James chapter 2.19. Another person gave me Colossians. God bless you, Ajo. James 2.19. Let's read scripture together. Hallelujah. James chapter 2 and verse number 19. That is from Peace House. Glory be to God. James 2.19. James 2.19. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Brethren, you can, he cannot touch your daughter. He cannot touch your son. He cannot. That's why, that's it. especially, I speak to men. When I speak to men, I say, look, I need you to be, uh, if, if God had made you the captain of this team, then the captain is the one that determines uh, um, the defense of the sheep, that determines a lot of things, the security of the ship. That's why we can't live a careless life as men. Whatever we do has implications. You can open a door, you can open a window while the children are still under you. Before they get off you, uh, under your care and your protection, they will never leave your protection as well they, because they are children of God also, okay? And if they know the Lord Jesus for themselves. But while they are still in your home, all right? Whatever enters that house. That's why Job used to sacrifice on behalf of the children. Is a less per adventure when they were away, they had seen the blah 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 blah. He was the one standing as an edge, 
and for, for the children. But the Bible says, the, Satan could not touch. Chapter 2, verse 19. The Bible says in the book of James, James 2, verse number 19, you believe that there is one God. You do well. Even demons believe and tremble. I'm so loving this. Even demons believe and they do what? They tremble. Hallelujah. God bless you. Peace out. God bless you so much. Even demons. I, this was not even part of my scripture, but this is so profound. He said, you believe that there's one God. You do well. Bible says, James was, Elder James was saying here, Apostle James, he says, even demons and devils and Satan, they believe that they believe that there's one God. They believe that there's one God. In other words, they know they are not sovereign. They believe that there's one God and they tremble as regards that fact. They tremble so much. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Colossians 2, 14. Philippians 2, 9 and 11. Hallelujah. God bless you. Keep it coming. Now, the devil also comes and says that, oh, he can help man faster and better than God can. Faster and better than God can. Um, I, let me put it this way. <clears throat> That's why I put the word, the words faster and better. He might be able to help you faster because it doesn't need process. It just needs your soul. He doesn't look at purpose. He can make a man wealthy in 24 hours. God will build you into a home, into a house. Satan will make you a house that is that has no foundation. God wants everything through experiences and the things we've been through in life. We are actually laying a foundation so that in later years, what will be done it will not collapse. All right? But it can, his own is not better because at the expense of your soul. A lot of your Hollywood stars, some of them have caught covenant with Satan. You don't know. I am telling you the Jesus truth. Not all of them. I said some of them. Not all of them. What the stardom they have, the influence, the fame, Satan give them. Some, genuinely, probably out of hard work. Okay? Some, purely opportunity. All right? Some, God. <laughs> but I can tell you there are some there that Satan is one. They knew what they were getting into. Satan gave it to them. And they, they wanted it. And they have given their soul. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm, pre I'm believing the Lord. We need people in all those places. We need Christians in Hollywood. We need ministers of the gospel in different industries. Different sectors. Different areas of life. Alright. So not every one of us will be on the pulpit. Some of you will be called to those kind of people. Some of you will be called to different, different sets of people. Some of you will be called to some particular people in some profession. And you are going to go and manifest there to the glory of God. Hallelujah. And then he says here, he, got, he doesn't want your worship. Satan says, I don't want your worship. Unlike God, who wants your worship? Now, let me tell you the strategy that Satan uses here. Satan says, this is part of what he's saying, though, that, oh, he's independent of God, he's sovereign. And he says, I don't want your worship. Now, he wants your worship. And I told you, see, the, the moment you are not worshiping God, you are worshiping the devil. What he has now done is this. Don't forget, the question number one, there are only two foundations. The rock, which is the scripture. Or number two, it's the sand. And the sand, we said, it's Satan's territory. Okay, the foundation, this is Matthew 7. Foundation on the rock is the word. Foundation on the sand is Satan's territory. It comes in the area of feelings, um, traditions, 
and uh, culture. All right, but he's saying here, the Bible is saying here that he doesn't want your worship, though. Satan is, see, Satan is no longer saying, oh, come to the shrine, come and bow down. Some people are still doing that. Buddha, people that are worshiping um, carvings and worshiping the sun, worshiping the moon, worshiping some creature in the sea, worshiping things we can see, worshiping uh, mountains, hills, all sorts. Some people worship cattle, cow. I mean, how can a human being worship a cow? Some worship roaches. I've seen all sorts. All sorts. But brethren, he is the one. So long you are not worshiping God, you are worshiping the devil. Uh, he has even made it so fashionable now to, um, for some of us, we, we're not worshiping the devil like that. See, we're not. Religion is the one that is worse because it seems to have a face of God, but it's actually the worship of Satan. Let me show you one scripture <laughs> in the book of Daniel. This is the strategy he uses now. Let's go to the book of Daniel. The book, oh Lord, my time is about. Let me, let me, I'll just leave you with that scripture in the book of Daniel. You read it. Um, I think I took so much time. And the final one, he says that he is to be feared. Brethren, don't be afraid of Satan. He's the one that is afraid of you. I told you, Satan is always looking for who to sell fear to. Because he has so much of it. He's afraid. If you know how afraid the devil is, he doesn't know. He's afraid of his judgment. He's already judged. He's not beginning to be judged. He's already, already judged. Okay? So he's afraid. For that, he's so, 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 so afraid. Hallelujah. Now go to um, sorry Daniel chapter number three. Let's read this together, please. Give me some uh, five extra minutes of your time. We just have four minutes more. Um, chapter number three. Daniel chapter number three. Let me tell you the strategy he uses, and please don't forget. So long as I don't care, whatever religion, I don't care. So long you are not worshiping God in Christ Jesus, you're worshiping the devil. It's, it's as simple as that. Some say they don't worship anything. It's not possible. You're worshiping the devil. There are only there's only light and there's darkness. Okay, there is the only relationship with God or enmity with God. You can't you can't bestride those two lines, those two extremes. Hallelujah. The book from verse one. The book the king made an idol, an image of gold, whose height was sixty cubits and is with six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province. And Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather the satraps, the administrators, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials to come to the dedication. Please underline the invite. The invitation read, come to the dedication of the image. To come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up what the image was they don't know dedication is not worship to dedicate we're just coming to the dedication in other words we want to come and celebrate this great feat of this huge image you see how big it was but look at what happened when they got there the bible says that the kingdom is set up and they stood before the image that the Canada set up then a herald cried aloud after they arrived there when they had honored the invitation to just come and see and let us have a good time and see this architectural feat 
Okay, look at what they now set up. He said, Then Hera cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at the time when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lair, and psaltery, in symphony, with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship. Dedication has not turned to worship. The invitation says dedication. Uh, by the time you they accept the invitation and come, the invitation always looks innocuous. Like just come, just come and have a nice time. We just guide and gather and just you know just have a few drinks, you know, alcohol talking about and get drunk and just you know just boys hanging out and partying with girls and that's all and blah blah blah. Ah uh, ah, uh, nah. So because you feel that one is different from you don't you don't take. Uh, uh, oblations to go to the shrine of Satan and start worshipping and buying that. No, he still worship. The invitation is always very different from the activity when you get there. At the end of the day, the Bible says all the workers of iniquity will have their portion in the lake that burns with fire and fire. This is what happened when they got there. They were told to worship. Now, how do I know that the invite was different from the activity when they showed up there. Dedication, thank you, Auntie Annette. Dedication turns to worship. And, and, and people don't know that the devil doesn't invite you to worship anymore. He invites you to other things. Just come and have a nice time. Just come and hang out with so, so, and so. That's the invitation now. It doesn't come, oh, come and worship, bring chicken, bring this. Nah, nah. And sometimes it can even entice you with the name of Jesus. <laughs> it will entice you with the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus we, we say that we don't do anything. Is in the name of Jesus. My brother, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Even Satan is disguised, Bible says, as an angel of light. How do I know that the invite was different from the activity that eventually happened when they got there? Because if the invite was clear, come to worship, three guys will not show up. Meshach, Shredak, and Abednego. They will not be there. The invite was different. That's why they, they were there. And when they now got there, they saw that Dedication has not turned to worship. They refuse to worship. If they knew it was worship from the beginning, they wouldn't even appear there at all. Hallelujah, brethren. Brethren, be mindful. All right? Be mindful. Satan is not sovereign. He's not the one that will decide whether you are, you are going to pass the exam or not. It is you. And you, based on what you know from Scripture, not just you feeling good or psyching yourself. It is not about psyching or thinking positive. It is about the word of God. This holy Bible. This is the only thing that can fail. Study, meditate on it. The Satan says he is to be fear, feared. Brother, I told you, if you see the devil in his real shape, that's why he hides in darkness. If you see the, the state that Jesus has left him huh? <laughs> after resurrection, You'll be disappointed. In fact, you know in scripture, when, the, when Satan was finally exposed, they now said, is this the person that tormented the nations? People were disappointed. I am telling you the Jesus truth. You'll be so disappointed because Jesus left him in a state of paralysis. What am I to do? What are the considerations? These are the things to consider as regards this lie. Please, you cannot know God outside of the Holy Spirit. It is not possible for you to know God outside of the Holy Spirit. Please, don't try and know God from books you read. Um, you know God from the Bible. And the Holy Spirit is the one that will explain God to you. 
the Holy Spirit is the only one that can help you know the devil, who the devil is. Uh, if you want to know the devil from the testimonies of men or the lies, a lot of people say, oh, I, I serve Satan, I used to eat with Satan. I don't believe it. You can't. You, it won't allow you access. You won't allow you see him. I don't believe it. You, you only start with demons. You start with principalities or probably at the, at the highest, but with Satan. Satan will not allow anybody to see him. If he does, he has to appear in a form that is terrorizing. Frightening. That will spook anybody. But all that is a facade. The real him hides in darkness. Deliverance is an open display of heaven's superiority over darkness. Deliverance. Whenever they cast out demons, it shows the superiority. That this guy, this demon, cannot decide to stay. No. Bible says Jesus went about casting out demons. Brethren, and he has anointed us to cast out demons. Brethren, cast them out. Send them to send them to wherever to, to the depth of the sea. Send them further to to the bottomless pit where they came from. Hallelujah. Then, brethren, please, Creator versus creation. How can a creation says is sovereign when he has a creator? All right. These are all facts and truths to debunk that lie of the devil. You are a creation. Okay. How can you say that you are sovereign when you have a creator? Then, God does not declare Himself in the light of darkness. He is God without it. What do I mean, PK? In other words, God doesn't need darkness to be God. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? God does not need darkness to be God. God has been God when there was nothing. Self-existing one. Okay? However, on the contrary, Satan has to declare himself in relation to light. He has no existence but for it. Satan needs to declare himself. In other words, Satan, okay, who, who rules darkness, okay, he will come and, you know, is uh, is all, all he does is to give you an alternative to light. He went to the woman. He said, give her an alternative advice. God says, don't eat of this. He said, God says, if you, if you don't eat, you eat of it, your eyes will open. Always giving an alternative to what God says. So, number one, he cannot create. So, what he does is, and it, it doesn't even have a structure. There's anything and anything he knows, he, he, learned, he knew from God. He, do you understand? Like the, the structure, his, his organization is very structured. Same thing that was in heaven is the same thing he replicated. Okay? Hierarchies, say wickedness in high places, um, um, uh, rulers of the powers of the air, and all of them structured everything. He, uh, he doesn't know anything. He learned <laughs> kind of photocopied the, the structure of the place where it was thrown now. What am I saying? Satan's existence, uh, as, uh, he declares himself in, in, in relation to light. All he wants to do is, anything. if light goes left, he must go right. If, right, if light goes right, he must go left. If light goes forward, he must go backwards. He's, he exists to counter what light does. God exists when there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> are you listening so we are not at the same level brethren you and please i pray the lord open your eyes to see this finally darkness and light are the same to god but they are not the same to the devil <laughs> i love this one it's a one thirty nine. darkness and light are the same to god david said this i wanted tonight he said lord darkness and light is the same to you no difference but brethren, if you bring Satan into light, you don't finish and finish. 
In fact, anytime, don't forget the light shines in darkness. Darkness cannot comprehend over it. Anytime you hit him with light, that's why I tell people don't argue with darkness. Okay, just switch on the lights. Just switch on the light. I am so glad, brother, that God helped open my eyes to see. The Holy Spirit taught me a lot of these things as a teenager. It has helped my life. I have no regard for the devil. I will never have regard for him. And it's, in fact, he should be afraid of you because you are a child of God. Don't have regard for him. Why should you have regard for your slave? Why the Bible says you trample upon serpents and scorpions? He's under you. The Bible calls him the old serpent. He's just below you. Trample upon. That's where you are. You are he's, not, he's not someone standing as tall as you are. You cannot trample on something that is taller than you are, as tall as you are. He shows, brethren, he's way below your feet. Trample upon serpents and scorpions and all the powers of the enemy. Brethren, God, for our God, light, darkness, the same. For the devil, it is not the same. Light, he will finish his life. Hallelujah. And you are the light of the world, brethren. You are the one anointed to finish his life. Glory be to God. When I finish his life, destroy his works. Scatter his agenda. Okay? Bring out all his captives. Release them. The sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit in, in Isaiah 11. Okay? Setting open captives, they open prisoning doors. Okay, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. All of them operating in you, brethren. Setting the captives free. Glory be to God. Brethren, let's set out, brethren. This guy is not sovereign. He needs your will. He needs you to not believe God's word to be able to operate at that realm. But brethren, you are beyond that. Don't forget, the Bible says trample upon serpents and scorpions. You cannot trample on someone that is taller than you, so that is not the devil. You cannot trample on someone as tall as you, so that is not the devil. You can only trample on someone that is beneath your feet. We are Satan, ladies and gentlemen, below your feet. We are going to trample on all his works. We are going to trample on all his agenda. Everything he has in our life, brethren, is just a matter of you stamping down. Hallelujah. Do you know what it means to trample upon? It means to take a stand. And I haven't done all, standing on the word of God. So when you stand on the word, brethren, you can now stamp on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I got to go from here. God bless you. I'm so sorry taking a bit of time today. Wonderful study. Let's come back again next week. Hallelujah. Let me give you a hint. Next week, we'll be going to line number four. This is line number four. It says, I'm more powerful. God, I am powerful. God is only slightly more powerful than me. Remember, I wanted to overthrow his government in heaven. Go and study and let's meet together. We'll be engaging a lot, bring a lot of scripture. Study it for yourself. Find out how this is a lie. Some people say, ah, the devil has power. God is just more powerful than him. That is an insult to scripture. It's an insult to God. Please, if you, let's find out what the Bible says. Go study yourself. Go and find out why this is a lie. And let's come back next week to the glory of God. God bless you, brethren. It's been my joy to be part of, to be, to be with you today. And um, to God be the glory, great things he has done and great things he keeps doing. Until um, I come your way again next week, in the name of Jesus, the light will keep falling to you in pleasant places. Your heritage shall be a goodly and godly one, in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord will uphold you. He will strengthen you. He will soak your hands in meek and your feet in butter. You will grow hands, feet, walk upon high places in the name of Jesus. God will make room for you. You will, your, 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 the key word uh, at the tip of your tongue all this week is Hefzibah. The Lord has made room for us. Hefzibah. The Lord will make room for me. The Lord has made room for me. Hefzibah. Come on, somebody. Hefzibah. Hashtag Hefzibah. The Lord has made room for me in the name of Jesus Christ. God will go 
every limiting words around you they are coming down the lord will enlarge your coast expand your horizon in the name of jesus he will stretch you extend you in the name of jesus Hefziba, the lord has made room for me god bless you see we meet again next week let's come back to study invite somebody glory be to god shalom uh it's my real brother Piki i'll see you next week praise the lord